0: Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio and now Missouri Liberty Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Suns of Liberty And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty dot com and also Sons of dot com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, Missouri Liberty Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to Sons dot com and you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday afternoon. So if you miss that and you'd like to catch it, you can see that up until 3 o'clock Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got there, and then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and that'll take you over into the chat on Rumble. Got a lot of friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys. And uh, just join in right there. We're also streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's our channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And uh, be sure to subscribe over there as well as beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. And we thank Michael Roach and his team for giving us a place on their platform as well. Right up under where we're streaming live, you can sign up for our e- email newsletter. Um, those goes out those go out once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern. And uh, they include the morning show archive. So when I archive that, if you see something, here, something, whatever, and we've documented it, that's in there. So you don't have to ask, where's it at? It's in the archive. Okay, you can do that. Uh, right at the and by the way, you can sign up also for our ministry email at sonsoflibertyradio.com. dot com. It's right there on the front page. That goes out once a week on Saturdays. Tells you what's going on with the Sons of Liberty, uh, what we've been doing, or what we're going to be doing. And uh, be sure to check that out. And then finally, if you would like to support us and help keep us out there doing the things we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. dot Com. Click on that, and make a one time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And uh, we appreciate you guys very much. Now, with that said, <laughs> I don't have, uh, you know, when I had this problem with the computers, we lost some stuff on Stream Deck, and I've just kind of got a basic thing of what I'm using every day. So I'm not playing the Batman music today, but <laughs> we we <laughs> do have with us uh, Bradley Dean. Um, he is the guy you hear at 3 p.m., on GCN and a number of other radio stations and also uh, he's the guy that you'll see out there teaching Christian constitutional heritage out among the people and uh, I've asked him if he'd come on today because there's a protest that's coming up and we're going to talk about some of these things involved with protesting and where you know where our foundations were you know as a, as as Christians some of our forefathers rediscovered it's not like they discovered it they rediscovered what the true gospel was and they began to protest the Roman Catholic Church. Mainly, their pro- the protest, uh, Martin Luther's ninety-five thesis was against all the indulgences and stuff like that. He had not gotten to this other part that he uncovered, but they were they were those kinds of things. And so that's where we get the term Protestant. Now, many who claim the name of Protestant. Don't protest anything. In fact, they some of them don't even really stand for anything. They just kind of go with whatever the world's got. But here to help me uh, talk about some of these things about a, an upcoming protest that some of you can be a part of uh, is Bradley Dean. Good morning, man. Good to see you.
2: Yeah, thanks for having. Worry about the difficulties once again, but if it didn't happen, I would ask clear in the will of God. <laughs> about it. Yes, yeah, sometimes God, that happens. Yeah, it, it, sometimes. I mean, it's like wow. Okay. <laughs> If you ever want to understand the reality of a spiritual walk and spiritual warfare, step into the will of God because it's very real as we know. Um, but Tim, when you were just giving that intro and you were talking about Martin Luther and the 95 Theses nailed to the wall, the first thing I thought of was my time with D. James Kennedy. And uh, when I spent some time with him right before he passed, he had told me that he had, you know, outside of the fact that he uh, preached every day, seven days a week to the world, including our military on the boats around the world. Um, He had told me he had a conference at one time. And during that conference, he had church overseers from all over the world come into play uh, at his conference there in Boca Raton area in uh, Coral Ridge, Florida. And he had shared with me that at one point he had the homosexuals, you know, the men that want to marry men and the women that want to marry women um and he said they were being protested and he said at one point one of the uh, um individuals from a different country came up a spiritual overseer and asked the question dr kennedy goes why is your church being protested and dr kennedy in his spiritual wisdom and understanding of course uh said you mean your church isn't being protested he understood his position in this world we're to occupy i mean we are the military on the behalf of uh the lord on this earth i mean his will be done on this earth as it is in heaven people don't understand our purpose and yet it's all over scripture from genesis all the way to the end of revelation and how they're overlooking their their duties before god and reminding people that they're not suggestions but commandments it bewilders me to no end and i was just thinking of ephesians five eleven, 11 uh, when it says take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness but rather expose them That's what we're called to do. What are we missing here?
0: Well, I think this goes back to some things that we've talked about before on the show. And this was why I was doing all these um, this series on the kingdom. I don't think people understand that. I think they say it and it's like, okay, I've got a position with God, but his kingdom really hasn't come yet. And the king really isn't ruling. I mean they will say, "Look around, see the wickedness that's going on, and this that and the other and I think it's I think the wickedness abounds because of men's ignorance and if they don't if they if they think the kingdom is somewhere out there in our future, but it's not here now, and the king and his law doesn't apply, well, then they're going to live that way. I think that's exactly yeah. what it is, and i I think I've told you before. You know, the idea of, and I've tried to explain it to you, dispensationalism stuff, where it's undermining the law, it's undermining who Israel is, it's undermining who Christ is, it's undermining all of the stuff that the Scripture talks about. That's prevalent in the church today, which leads to all these, you know, rapture theories to get out of doing what the Lord's commanded us to do.
2: Yeah, I, here's, here's the thing, we walk by faith, not by sight, and it's the spirit of antichrist every step of the way. And we see it to the left, we see it to the right, we see it in front of us, we see it behind us. And again, when I get born in the Spirit of God, when people um, you know, say that they're born in the fire and um, they don't settle for the smoke, I'm trying to figure out where their fire is on so many different levels. And, and when I say that, I haven't stopped moving since I've been saved. And I think people need to understand that we're justified by faith. And if we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith, then we better do what he said, regardless if we see him now or not, he promises to prevail through us if we obey. And there is there is the factor that most people miss. They want to see God like Thomas uh, before he actually believes. That's, that's not real faith. And when you see that, uh, that prevalency that you're talking about right now, it's a lack of faith. And I would question, you know, if they're even born of the Spirit of God at that point right then and there. And why do we need to be conveyed? Listen, if God talked me into what I am, what he put in me, no devil can take out of me. And if that is the truth of the matter, why am I not moving? Because I'm being led of the Spirit of God. And again, if I'm born of that faith, what am I doing? um, And what direction am I going? It should be the will of God, because if we're born of the Spirit of God, we're going to do the things of the Spirit of God,
0: period. Yeah, I think so too. But my mind goes back to like First Corinthians 10, where Paul said, he talks about what happened with the people of the old covenant there. He says that happened. That's an example to us of what not to do. <laughs> Don't do that. Yep. And yet the people fall into the same thing because men haven't changed and neither has God, by the way. That's why we can refer back to passages like Deuteronomy twenty-eight or Leviticus twenty-six or or even the book of Revelation and see those things and say, Okay, God dealt this way with people. He doesn't change just because the new covenant is here. In fact, he deals even more harshly, Hebrews says, for those who will trample under feet the blood of, of the Son of God. Yep. And so um yep. I, I think that again, people have had that. And I we talked about in a series where I had been taught a certain thing, and I'd go and read the scriptures, and I was like, okay. I see what you're saying, but then I didn't know how to take it apart. I didn't know how to look at the context and things of that nature. But once I started doing that, I was like, where are you guys getting this stuff that you're teaching people? And now I see fully the implications of going down that road is people just, they want to run out and make converts like the Pharisees. And what they do is they make them twice the son of hell because they don't give them the real gospel. They don't call them from sin. They, they don't tell them, you're supposed to walk this way. Yeah.
2: I mean, and it goes back to what I've said a thousand times. Jesus said in 1 John 2, 4, He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. People want to see before they believe, and that's not the gospel message at all. And again, if he's the author and the finisher of our faith, we're going to do the things that he calls us to do. Um, and I think sometimes we're fools for our pains to try to talk people into doing what only the Spirit of God can do. Like Martin Luther said, you can talk to people until you're blue in the face, uh, but until the Holy Ghost gives them revelations or enlightens them, it all goes for naught, and it's really true. Let let me give you a prime case. Um, when I first got saved, I mean really saved, it was between me and the Lord. It wasn't between me and anybody else because he was the author, and therefore he's the finisher of my faith. In Hebrews 12:2. I sat back when I first got saved watching a youth pastor talk about how he was going to go into high school assemblies all over the country. I was invited every step of the way up to that youth group to the point where I sat back and I listened to, well, being born of that fire, that fire wants to be fanned. And the only thing that's going to fan that fire is me getting out into the fight, into the real world, into the call of God. And uh, we finally got invited to do a high school assembly. Matter of fact, it was 1,700 students. I don't think I slept for three days before I did that high school assembly. But after we did that high school assembly, uh, I was invited to come back again the next year. And it went from um, the first year, three high school assemblies, and then it went to 100 high school assemblies, and then it went to 300 schools, then to 365 public high schools. I didn't know how not to do what i was supposed to do because i was being led in the direction that the lord was leading and after his resurrection right we're called to be witnesses of his resurrection i followed him into galilee and if i followed him i was going to become a fisherman uh, of men matthew 419 and in the process that's exactly what we've been doing for the last 23 years so on the other side of this i don't know how not to uh, follow the leading of the Holy Ghost because I'm born of that spirit. While other men need to be talked into it, I don't understand that in the sense of where they're coming from. Yet they believe they're going to heaven. Help me with that.
0: Well, it's again, it goes back to there's been a false gospel that's been preached that you can, uh, you know, you you've heard it. I, look, I responded to this stuff a lot when I was a kid. Uh, you know, if you if you don't want to go to hell, then um, and and that's not the message. That's not the message at all. If you don't want to go to hell, then you come forward and we'll lead you in this thing. And then yeah. it's like the preacher doesn't have enough confidence in the message he just gave. They have to go through the Romans road track with you or the four spiritual laws. It's like there was no there's no yeah. confidence in the message that they gave. It's really ridiculous, uh, which was a great thing for me um, when I was born again was I I began to understand I can give the message and leave it in the Lord's hands. The person doesn't have to be converted at that moment. I mean, that could be a seed, that could be water and whatever. And I understand it's God who brings the increase. And as you said, if he's the author of our faith, he's the finisher of faith. But he's not just that. He's the guy writing all the stuff in between. And that's why he can He can talk about the kind of fruit that comes forth 30, 60, 100 fold from what he's planted, uh, he's gonna get an increase back. It's the one who doesn't give any increase back that that demonstrate they're not his. But let me let me, let me let me take this to the the issue of what we've got going on here recently. Recently you and and uh at least one of y- one of your boys uh went down to Target and you had you had showed some things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go past the stuff that's in the store where you're just confronting the the manager there. Uh, because a lot of okay. people have already seen the stuff and it and some of the stuff I've seen from the Target videos is far worse than what you've got uh, that you're showing on there. I mean, some of the stuff that I've seen even have like little goats and Baphomets and stuff like that and little Satanist slogans and stuff like that on there. But this is uh, Bradley going and confronting the manager after seeing what was in a local uh, Target there in Minnesota. This was in Buffalo. Is that right? That's right. Okay. All right. Got you <laughs> while you're sucking down some coffee. All right. Here's Bradley. No, a- Check this yeah. out. All right. You're, he's confronting the store manager. And uh, here we go. Well, hold on. Let me back that up because dummy me had it paused. So I can uh, I can go <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you see that I do it too. All right. Yeah. You're,
1: you're in the most conservative county. In the state of Minnesota, mm-hmm. promoting this. Yep. Really? I mean, How's that working out for you?
0: I, I mean, me personally, I really have nothing to do with it. So.
1: Okay. Well, you're, are you just doing your job? Yes. Okay. So our laws condemn this in this state. You know that, right? This is against the law to promote this. It's in the front. It's in the back. Nobody wants it in the county, but you guys are selling it anyways. And you guys have lost, what, $8 billion across the country already over the last week because of this? And you're still not listening? We don't want it here. Our
0: stores are working on it. Oh,
1: I hope so, because this is a perversion and a molestation of the minds of the kids. Okay, And it needs to stop. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. If we still have this stuff up in seven days, we're going to have about 100 people around the block protesting your store. So you can let your corporate know, we're not putting up with it no more in the state. Okay. We
0: have our media relations number if you'd like to reach out. I, I'm them. just
1: telling you, you go ahead and do whatever you want to do, but I'm not putting up with that. Yes. The people in this county do not want it here. We already know. We're already here. I think it's good that it's here. Oh, well, good for you. Yeah, well, go 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 look at the state law. It's illegal. I don't the care system. what you think. That is my job. Yeah. You, Good thing you're not my mom. That's no, for sure. Because you are perverse mom. at every given level. To to promote that garbage, there's something wrong with you. It was a mental illness. Now, if you don't promote it, you're a bigot and a hater. People are tired of it. So, was somebody talking to you, by the way? Because I wasn't. You were you were okay. Okay. Nobody was talking to you. So, you, guys- so you got Sorry. five to seven days. Yeah. I'm going to be protesting.
0: All right, Bradley. So... have you have you heard from these guys at all have you been back down there or anything i know you're scheduling a protest so do you want to tell people a little bit about that so those in the area or anybody who wants to come in and support that protest can do it
2: yeah you know i think people need to understand that the the girl to my left right there she was the security guard she was elated listen to me all of you she was elated that I was in there confronting what they were putting on their shows.
0: This is the girl they with the looking, red jacket there?
2: That's right. Okay. They were looking for someone to actually believe what they confess and profess as Christians. a matter of fact, representatives, senators, uh, chiefs of police, sheriffs all over the country in the conversations that I've had, where is the church? They keep asking. Well, you know what? Enough is enough. You're not doing that in my community. You're not doing that in my county. And so we, we did what we're commanded to do and we did it with a smile on our face. And it was interesting, the response that we got. After I shut the cameras off, everybody needs to hear this. Three girls, teenage girls, probably 17, 18 years old came up to me immediately after I shut off the camera and said to me and my boys, we totally agree with you. I said, you totally agree with me? I said, you got to open your mouth. Silence is consent. Knock this off. What are you afraid of? The Bible says, the wicked flee when none pursueth in Proverbs 28. What, is, what are Americans afraid of? The law stands on our side condemning this perversion. By the way, um, some people will say, Bradley, give me the state statute. It is a felony in the state of Minnesota. By the way, sodomy is a felony in every state of our union. Anything that stands in contradiction to God's moral law is null and void, said William Blackstone. And let me make one more point, Tim. When you go into the capital of the state of Minnesota, just one in particular, outside of the fact that they have Moses and the Ten Commandments behind the heads of the Supreme Court justices, On the way out, by John Locke, it says, over the threshold of the door, it says where the law ends, tyranny begins. And then they have an inscription on the wall in the Capitol, in the state of Minnesota, God's law is the people's safety. And am I right in saying this? The right and left, which does not exist, they both put their hands, both sides of the aisle, put their hands on the Bible, swearing to uphold the enumerated laws found within the Constitution. So help me, God, against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Well, listen, if they're not going to do their job, the church should be doing their job in leading all of this, uh, confronting all of this wickedness, because the Lord gave us power over the works of the enemy in Luke 10:19. There's absolutely no excuse as to why we're sitting back and allowing them to make a prey out of our children like I've continuously warned the people for the last 15 and 20 years.
0: Yeah, and you're exactly right about uh, the state state laws and such. Yesterday on the show, that's what I did for South Carolina. I'll, I'll quickly hit these. This is Section sixteen fifteen one twenty, which is about buggery. This is in the state of South Carolina. Whosoever shall commit the abominable crime of buggery, whether by with mankind or with beast, shall on conviction be guilty of felony and shall be imprisoned in the penitentiary for five years or shall pay fine. That's not God's judgment. That's man's, which is a cruelty, if you ask me. It's not real justice. Uh, but they recognize that it is a crime, so that's a good thing, of not less than $500 or both at the discretion of the court. And then this thing that I talked about for so long, uh, this is about uh, really what they based— Contributing to the delinquency of a minor on disseminating procuring, or promoting obscenity unlawful um, you know contraband that's what they call it obscene materials. It is unlawful for any person knowingly to disseminate obscenity. a person disseminates obscenity within the meaning of this article if he sells, delivers, or provides or offers or agrees to sell, deliver, or provide any obscene writing picture see writing even if it's writing it's not free speech people have to understand that. Uh, as to what goes sure. on. Picture, re- uh, record, digital, electronic file, or other representation. You can read that. We'll have that link up in the archive again. And then here's this one. This is the universal citation 1615-345 uh, for South Carolina. An individual 18 years of age or older who knowingly disseminates to a person under the age of 18 years material which he knows or reasonably should know to be obscene within the meaning of section sixteen fifteen three hundred five is guilty of a felony and upon conviction must be imprisoned yep. for not more than ten years. so the question that I have is, is it those guys who claim that they're law enforcement aren't they supposed to know the law and enforce it, but yet they stand back when these people parade down the street, they're parading their obscenities, they're actually engaging in it many times uh in in the in the their quote unquote pride parades, and yet the guys who who've been given authority to deal with the matter stand back and instead of dealing with them. They'll deal with people like you and me. I'll I'll let you have a word while I pull up this video to show you, and just in case you haven't seen this.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it goes further than that. Isn't it interesting, Tim? Um, When you look out throughout the Torah, uh,
0: the five books of
2: Moses, you can find nowhere in Scripture where it talks about anybody making a prey out of the children uh, because it was unspoken of. Matter of fact, if you look at Scripture for what it says, the curses were amen, that means so be it, not the blessings, the way the American people have been taught today. They have it completely backwards. And what we do find in the New Testament in Luke 17 too, it tells us that it's better for them to take a millstone and wrap themselves uh, around their neck and cast themselves into the sea. Isn't it interesting that when we're looking at what we're looking at today, people are so biblically illiterate and constitutionally illiterate that somehow or another, they think that their retort against what's going on concerning the sodomites trying to make a prey out of the children, by name calling, that's gonna defend themselves concerning the onslaught, listen carefully, of the whole 1.7% of the population that's gay. Um, People are destroyed for the lack of knowledge in Hosea 4.6, and if it doesn't get any more clear than that, I don't know what is. But one question that I do have to ask everybody isn't it within yourself to stand up for children i mean we live in a country today where three to seven thousand or i'm sorry three to four thousand babies are murdered every day with the consent of 329.5 million people that are allowing a small portion an oligarchy to rule the roost it's it's embarrassing what we have become and i'm here to tell you it's a lack of christianity number one and it is a lack of Americanism, patriotism, conservatism, and the list goes on. So don't call yourself something that you're not, because the Lord will not be mocked in any sense of the, in any sense of the word. And I even think of the uh, third commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. In other words, you better practice what you preach, because the Bible tells us right after that, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Amen. And we have an 86 percent of the people in this country that are Christians. Give me a break.
0: Yeah, you know, Bradley, one of the things that happens uh, that we're seeing happen, I played a couple examples of these the other day, but this is one of them. This happened in Pennsylvania here recently, a guy by the name of uh, Damon Adkins. All he did was their, the the people doing their pride thing were on the other side of the street. He's on a public sidewalk, public sidewalk, uh, which he's supposed to have the rights that uh, God gave him protected uh, under the Constitution, and uh, you're going to see some of these officers, and a couple of them uh, are, are women. They, lack like a better term, they look like dykes to me, if you ask me. But he's out there reading 1 Corinthians 14.33. He's talking about God's not the author of confusion. And what do they do? Well, let's see what they do. And Donut Boy here wants... Yeah, wants the pride guys oh, to have, exactly. their have their day. Respect you it.
1: know who's cheering for The people that are in hell. So you do you, and I'm going to do me. This is public <laughs> property. Yo. God.
0: He starts quoting the scripture, and Donut Boy here has to get involved. And in this on film.
1: Yeah. And then he's got his dikes
0: come in. Now, both of these are women. This one definitely looks like she's trying to portray a man embarrassing. This one right here. I cannot believe I'm watching this. And just, just so people understand the lawbreakers are over there and the cops are the ones protecting them, but they're attacking those who are upholding the law.
1: Of course. Yes. They're in trouble. That, that, I, I can tell God bless right, you, brother.
0: Go ahead. I,
2: I, I invite that. I invite them to do this because law teams, Christian, real Christian constitutionalists, mm. attorneys are looking for guys like that to stand up and let the police outdo themselves because that is a clear violation of the First Amendment. That's a lawsuit coming right there. I just want to say it again for the record. I invite them to arrest
1: me.
0: Yeah, there's there's another guy. I was going to play him. And uh, he was down in Orlando. This is a Governor Ron DeSantis' state. And this gentleman yeah. here, uh, if I can get the thing to, to come on here, um, this guy was at a pro-abortion rally and he was speaking out against it and you've got the biker cops i mean it they're like a gang bradley they're like a gang these guys get together and i think they feed off their ego of having a badge and a gun and their little bike shorts and all this other stuff and here's a guy calling out you know the crimes against the unborn and it's the same thing check this out yes sir i can't do that i can't do that Now, this. You you get a get yeah. now I, just so people are clear, he's using a bullhorn, and there is a decibel level, and that is, for, that is for the public. The public has agreed, hey, you can't be disturbing the peace with that, but if you got your voice, you don't need a permit for that, but you do need it for amplification, and that's what they're getting him for, but nobody has a decibel meter out there, so nobody's determined that he's broken the law or anything, and I've seen... Uh, jeff durbin out there at apologia church do the same thing run the cops off because he says well do you got a decibel meter to show that i'm violating the law if you don't get away from me that's that's the kind of thing i have a comment i do can i back be a you're going record you can record, you can record. maybe you can back up a little bit oh she's with me she's, no? she's, she's going, going. going back she's up now you're okay. retained, ma'am you're gonna step back just a little bit thank you excuse
1: me don't don't okay. do
0: that. look at them they got like 12 cops around this guy
2: yeah. So and
1: if
0: you're to move three. in, you're going go you to go deal with you them.
2: You move
0: going to this line, you're going to go with them, okay? Can you pull up the no part of the
2: broadcast,
1: please?
0: Tough guy. He's got He's his badge bad on. Well, because there's no no there was no decibel number, there has to be a decibel number. You're on error. They don't care. They don't care. They're just as lawless as the people they're protecting.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Yeah, they're just as lawless as the people protecting them. So this is this is just another one that, uh, you know, people can check out. We'll have this in the archive if you want to if you want to look, if you want to share it, because, again, if you if you're going to if you're going to win at this point in time, you're going to have to face the enemy and you're going to have to count the cost of what that facing that enemy is all about.
2: Well, you know, the Bible says in uh, that of Second Thessalonians, to the end that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom for which you also suffer. If you keep in mind, look at how much time Paul spent in jail. But because he went to jail, it empowered others to actually stand up and be more bold in the pulpit of the book of Philippians. And to me, none of that diverts me. None of that distracts me. Um, if anything, I would be at that point spewing out the Constitution and my God-given rights right then and there. But you can see a lot of these, these said police, um, that they'll all sit there and just say that they're doing their job, when in fact they don't even know what the law is. What they're doing is they're listening to what the media says and they're being swayed by public opinion and that's what the policy is that they're enforcing to their own demise. And, and here's the other thing, on a spiritual sense, those that gather together against the righteous, they shall fall. Uh, the Lord said to David, he said, that he would um, dash them one against another, those that gathered against him, even those that would raise tongue against him, thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, uh, for his righteousness is of the Lord. So none of this stuff, is, it, none of this deters me from my call. If anything, it should embolden real Christians to stand up all the more. And you just said that that was in Florida. I've had... Uh, attorneys call me and say, Bradley, when you're in Florida, will you do me a favor? What's that? Uh, Will you go stand on the corner and preach until you're either ticketed or arrested? Sure, when I'm in Florida, I will do that. So we know what the law is. We're just waiting for law enforcement to take the wrong steps forward in violating our rights before they can take it back to them. And that's what real constitutional attorneys are looking for. And, And I'll tell you what, I will be that sacrificial lamb on that altar if that's what they need. Because for me, I'm quite frankly sick and tired of all of this. And the only way that you're going to educate anybody is actually actually by practicing what you preach, and that's what we should all be doing.
0: Yeah, Amen, Amen. Let me let me read this, and then I want to ask you a question about your upcoming protest. This is from Matthew 22. Now we read this uh, probably two or three times over the past few weeks when I'm doing the King, when I did the Kingdom series. This is what Jesus said. Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come into the marriage. But they made light of it, And went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their their city. Then saith he to his servants, the wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore unto the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage. So he's talking, he's giving them a parable about what's going to happen to the people in the old covenant. They wouldn't come. They wanted to rebel against him. They killed those, as Jesus said, the the prophets and those that were sent to them. They stoned them, and now they stand ready to kill the Son of God. And so he says they're going to be destroyed. Now he says, Go ye therefore in the highways, as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came to see the guests, he saw there was a man which had not a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. And the king uh, then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away, cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called, but few are chosen. You know, Brownlee, I think it's in I think it's in loop uh, where they get there's some excuses that are given as well. And so yep. what have you had? You, you, you've got these girls, you said, that were at the target where you were there and they said, hey, we agree with everything you said. And you say, you've got to open your mouth. Do you have anybody who, who's saying, hey, when are we going to get this show on the road? When are we going to do this protest? And then do, do you have the opposite? Do you have people say, yeah, I'll go stand with you, I'll go stand with you. Well, wait a minute, i got to go do this, and i got to do that, and I have everything else going on. What's been the response to the protest that you have set up for Target there? Well, first of all, you're talking
2: about Luke 14. And yes. In verse uh, 19, where it begins to talk about how their excuses are made. Uh, and you see it all the time you know what's interesting about it is once this started to transpire concerning what was what was going on with target by the way we haven't bought anything from target for 15 years we've been protesting as a family for 15 years target uh, because of their whole what they call gay marriage agenda which is never been in the history of mankind it's completely illegal unconstitutional it's null and void we're done with that um but once once I started to pay pay attention, and I've seen this for years, those that talk the biggest, they're usually the ones that are finding excuses as to why that they're not there doing what they should be doing. And it's the ones that you least expect that come into play. So once this began to, once I once I did the video at Target, and, and that was just the off-the-cuff kind of a deal, I was agitated by what was going on after Arizona. So I just walked in there uh, right the next day when I got home and I just confronted the guy uh, because it's in my community. And I'm doing this all over the country, by the way, not just in my own community. Um, but with that said, um, the people started saying, Bradley, we're going to do a protest. Bradley, we're going to do a protest from Minneapolis. Listen, I got yesterday after the show, a kid saying from Kansas that he's going to be here no matter what. Um, and so, and then I got some other people locally that are saying, I'm in, I'm bringing more people, uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting more yays than nays, let's put it that way. But let me highlight the squeaky wheel. The people that you expect to be there are the ones that are making the excuses. They're the ones that are sitting there finding, and by the way, they, these are the ones that are sending me articles every day about what I need to say on the radio. But when it's time for them and the door of opportunity comes uh, open for them to walk through it and actually practice what they preach, well, I got to go do this. and. I got to go do that, and I got to go do this. And yesterday on the radio, I was talking about how when I first got saved, there was a church of 400 people. I was the rock and roll trophy at that church. We love you, Bradley. We love you, Bradley. We love you, Bradley. And then when I needed help, every single one of them, that is not an exaggeration, every single one of them uh, made an excuse as to why they couldn't help me move a couple couches or a couple beds. You know who was there to help me? The youth group. And and by the way, if I can insert this, if you look at the civil rights movement, the church is the one that was standing against Martin Luther King, Jr. It was the youth group that he called upon to actually get out there and get on the buses and begin to protest. And if you look at the people that were being thrown in jail, they were the young kids. Why? because they had to fight for their freedom at that point, and it's exactly what they did, and that's how they won their freedoms. And we would do well to learn from that example today. But but again, just going back to what you said full circle, Tim, it, it's embarrassing the excuses that I hear from people, and especially from the people that you're hearing from. But again, on the other side, as a positive, yeah, we got people contacting us now saying we're in, got some uh, emails this morning, Facebook messages this morning. We're in on bringing these people. It's like, pray God. For, Amen. You know what? We're just, just going to outdo the talkers here. And the Bible is clear that we are doers of the word here and not here's only deceiving ourselves. There's a whole lot of them out there.
0: Yeah, I was going to make mention of uh, some men who made excuses for when God called them to do some things. Uh, we've got Moses out of Exodus chapter 4. And God does all these things, you know, stick your hand in there and he pulls it out. It's got leprosy, stick it in there and it's healed. You know, he's 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 shown him these things. He's spoken to him in a burning bush, all of this kind of stuff. And Moses still going, I don't know if I'm the right guy. You know, my tongue stammers and, you know, I just don't know that I got the words and everything. And, and, and finally, the scripture says the the rat, the anger of the Lord burned against him. And I guess Moses finally got the idea, I might want to keep my mouth shut until I need to go and open it. (laughs) And Jeremiah was the same way. Jeremiah was like, well, who am I here And this, that, and the other? And God says, well, I've called you from the womb. I formed you in the womb. I've given you this call from before you existed. So when people would would say, well, I can't do this, or I can't do that, or I don't have the ability of whatever, uh, now... uh, Frank, let's, let's, well, full disclosure, Bradley told me, come up and do the, come up and do the thing at Target. Yeah. Okay. Uh I don't know how I'm going to, I would do it if we had the ability to do it. But uh that's, that's, uh, I think mine is a different situation. I'm on other part of yeah. side of the country, but go ahead. Tim, can I insert this into this conversation? Sure. By the way,
2: God wanted to kill Moses at one point. Yes. Uh He would agree with him. Um, but it's interesting. My family. This ministry never complains about how far we have to go. Never. If we have an, I remember flying into Air, uh, to Alaska five hours. Once we got there, we had five hours more to drive. We have done that a thousand times, never complaining, ever. If anybody ever called upon us to help them, we're there. Many times more than not, we're not compensated even to cover our trip in doing so. Most people don't know that. They think we're doing this for the money. Hey folks, out of the 365 public high schools we've done in this country in 25 different states, 99% of them, we had to raise the money to do them. This isn't a gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy ministry. That's why when we make an appeal to people to support the ministry, we really are doing what we're called to do here in the sense of saying to you, your gifts and offerings keep us out there, period. But with that said, um that was one of the excuses I heard yesterday. Well, you're a couple hours away. Well, you're you're 45 minutes away, or you're an hour away. It's like you have got to be kidding me. Look at how far Christ did when he walked up to Golgotha, to Calvary, and was crucified. And when I begin to look at what the, the disciples themselves went through, it's just like, you know what? We have absolutely nothing to complain about. And I look at the will of God in many cases more than not as an opportunity, and I've done it so many times. And people that haven't protested, I am telling you what, walk past that threshold because you are gonna find what Paul found in yep. First Corinthians where he said, I came to you in much fear, trembling and weakness. That is the work of working death into you, but faith in you as well. That's the anointing working itself through you. And when you partake, you're gonna be so happy after five minutes that you're there in the first place.
0: Amen. Yeah, it's a it's I I don't know if you want to call it a rush or not, but there is a a sense of um, excitement about being out when you do these kind of protests. There is a sense of excitement at it, it, first when you go out there. It's, it's a little odd because like nobody's doing it. So you're you're having to be out there starting it. But once you get started. It just kind of flows. It, it it flows out because it's coming out from within you of what you what you believe that you're proclaiming to the people who will hear it.
1: Yeah,
2: it, it's also interesting to note too. When the contention begins, that's where you find your spiritual life. And when Jude three and four talks about it, it's exactly right. We are to contend for the faith. Look at the book of Acts, folks. Look at how much trouble the apostles got into for proclaiming the word of God and holding the word of life. Um, in a forthright manner. I mean, it just comes with the territory, but again, that's where we find our life. So much so that Paul even said that it's it's better for him to stay here in the flesh, that it's it's a prophet for the people that he's supposed to preach to, but he would rather be with the Lord. There, You are caught in the center of this much of the time, and, and maybe I shouldn't have went there, but I do understand what Paul said in a small in, in a small um, meaning or definition of what he said through experience. And I just don't think people really have challenged their faith. The Lord said, prove me now in this. And he wasn't just talking about giving, but prove the Lord. Step out in faith, walk on the water, but keep your eyes fixed on him. And you're going to have the time of your life, even if you are arrested, even if we do lose our life. I mean, Tim, if you think about the book of First John, Uh, history teaches us that many that were going to be martyred, it was the younger people saying, we'll go first, but it was the older people saying, no, you're young, you have a life to live, let us go first. They were actually bidding themselves to go to be crucified first and foremost before the other. That's something that is so far backwards in this country, but it was something that we knew in this country back in the 1940s and 50s.
0: Yeah, ex- well that's exactly right. And people I think there's been a drastic change and we've seen it mainly come through the generations of the education system and I think that's why they wanted to grab a hold of the children so early. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that's why they wanted to do that so early was they get them indoctrinated. And sadly, Christian parents said, "Yep, we'll just send them off here." We'll, we'll put them in these in these schools. We know they're godless. We know they're not they're not tying God to history. They're not tying God to math. They're not tying God to to biology. They're not tying God to 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 reading, writing, and the rest of it. They're not doing any of that. It's a godless system, and you know there have been some who've pulled it out with their kids, but nevertheless they've sent they've turned they turned them over to these people that are in essence their enemies. The state, uh, how it's been constructed. And they're teaching their kids, and then they're hoping they'll come out to be great believers and this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, if you send them to a status school, what do you expect them to come out? But statist, I mean, that's their mindset as to how they come out. I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, the biggest protest that we need to have is parents removing their kids from the public indoctrination centers we call public schools and start educating them or... As Deuteronomy six, teaching the commands of God to them, having them they gotta have them in their hearts first though. Parents gotta have them in their hearts first and then teach them their kids. That would be the biggest protest that we could see take place in the United States of America. And I think we would see a a great transformation if Christian parents started doing that.
2: No doubt. Well, again, and we've heard this a thousand times on my show, eighty-six percent of those that send their kids into public schools. Uh, to be illegally indoctrinated by the federal government. It's a total violation. They have no business educating anybody's kids. And the, and the state has no children. If people would get a hold of that, they'd understand all the more the illegalities uh, of that which they're guilty of. And I'm talking about the federal and state governments. But 86% of those that send their kids into public schools are perfect Christians, patriots and or conservatives, uh, dropping their kids off at this public school gate to be raised up by their sworn enemy. That is the definition of a fool, period.
0: Yeah, there have been also some protests that we've, we have seen from the convids and stuff like that over the past couple of years, which has been encouraging that people have taken it there. But there comes a time, don't you think, that where the protests need to end and the action actually needs to start happening. Yeah. And I think some people have made protests. We've seen it from stuff that even on, even on January 6th, even though I agree with the people who went up there, to uh, protest what they believe was a fraudulent election. And it was a fraudulent election. But some sometimes these people have just like a party spirit. It's not, this is serious business here. We're just up here to gather with these people. And we're just going to have a good time. We're going to party and this, that, and the other. And I've seen it over in England. I've seen it in other areas where they come out and march and you see the party crowd coming in there. This is not partying. This is serious business. Because at no. least in this land, uh, as we were talking with Brent Winters on Tuesday, instead of us having a king, we have one king, and that's Jesus. And we are a kingdom of priests uh, that the Bible tells us as as Christians. So we're the ones who are, so, we're not the, uh, we're our government is not how we've been led to believe that it is D.C. or the state or this, that, and the other. Our government is us. We're supposed to be governing, and these people are supposed to be indentured uh, servants to us. They're supposed to do what we told them to do or not to do. And uh, this is serious business, but yet some people take it as though it's a party atmosphere, and they think that just going and protesting is going to be all that's needed. Now, sometimes some people can Mm -hmm. be shamed into doing the right thing, and we should praise God for that, that we can use the ability of protest to shame them into doing that. But sometimes it takes it a lot further than that. And you're going to have to start pressing the law against them, like what we talked about with Dave Jose. And that is taking the law and applying it to them and learning how to use it to push it back against them.
2: Well, I don't know what to say to that outside of the fact that that's the life that we live here. You know, I'm I'm taking the time even to convey to senators and representatives in the state of Minnesota, what the Constitution says, you know, if they're complaining about everything that they call the left um, and the fact of the matter is if they were the right, there wouldn't be a left. But it's also interesting to note that when I'm talking to these people, Tim, and I'm talking about representatives and senators, I'm, I'm saying to them, well, you call the right the good guys and the left the bad guys. Doesn't the left uphold the Constitution with their hand in the Bible, too? Isn't that what they swore to do in their old numbers, 30 verse 2, Deuteronomy 23 verse uh, 23? Well, yeah, they do. They, they they don't put that together because they don't take the time to read the Constitution. And as they're complaining about everything, I ask them the question, have you drawn up the Articles of Impeachment, Article 2, Section 4, for the smallest of violations? And then once they're impeached, prosecute them, Article 1, Section 3, Clause 7. To these representatives and uh, senators, it's something they just don't want to talk about. And I want to tell you why. Because they think somehow or another they're impervious to the consequence of what they call the left and what it is that they're trying to advocate for. It really is that ridiculous. Uh, I talked to a representative last week, Tim, while I was in Florida, and he was saying all the right things. And I said, well, what about the articles of impeachment? I mean, talking about actually enforcing the law against our said representative. And I asked him about prosecution. And And this is what he said. He stopped right there. And he said to me, I think this is supposed to happen. I- I'm not making this up. I said, what's supposed to happen? I think this is supposed to happen, that these people are supposed to do what they do. The Bible says that oh, it was going to happen. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. We're yeah. a different country, man. We, the church, we, the people in this country, are the government. What do you mean it's supposed to happen? That's an excuse. In what he just did. Is he exhibited fear in a big way to me, and I took the time to tell him to reread his Bible because history hinges oftentimes on one or two or a small portion of men. And I said, now is our opportunity. And I said, what an opportunity we have been given. But they're hiding behind their excuses. They're hiding behind their fear. And it's nonsensical, and it has no basis whatsoever.
0: Yeah, well, that's that false teaching that I was talking about—the the futurism stuff. Well, Jesus is going to come and set it all right, and this that, and it's like, no, Jesus has done what he's done, and he's commanded that he's commanded his disciples to go and set things right. He said he wouldn't sure. leave them or forsake them. He's going to follow them to the end. You mentioned the right or the left. I always go to this passage out of Joshua chapter one, and this is what he says: "Be strong and of a good courage." This is what, uh, you know. Joshua is being told here, for under this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. I mean, he tells him this like three or four times in a couple of verses that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, for then, when you're doing what he said to do, thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And one of the things that I note there is he says, don't go to the right hand or to the left hand. And we call them the right and the left. But nobody ever asked the question. It's kind of like the right. we're, we're pro-choice. Pro-choice to do what? Murder your babies, right? Well, right or left of what? Right or left of the law. And both of them are doing it. And they justify themselves by saying, well, if their guy can do it over there, then then our guy can do it too. That is so, that is so foreign to what that text right there and the rest of Scripture teaches. It's just incredible to me.
2: Uh, well, again, Hosea 4, 6 comes to my aid. People are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. The American people have nobody to blame but themselves. We have more information, more light than any other nation on this planet and why we are in the position that we are in today. The only people that we can blame is ourselves. And until the American people take responsibility before God, Acts 20, verse 21, and repent, and get busy to be about the work of the Lord's hands, doing what he commanded us to do, Luke 19.10. Nothing's going to change in this country. But the fact of the matter is, what they don't do doesn't deter me. What I see them not doing, it just shows me all the more opportunity that I've been given. Amen. And we've taken the opportunity every step of the way, and we're going to continuously do so.
0: Yeah. brother, we got about 30 seconds. Tell people where they can find out more about you and what date this, this target protest is happening. Real quick. 17th, 10 to 1 uh, Buffalo, Minnesota.
2: If you'd like to uh, be a part of that, we'd love to have you a part of that. Please. No excuses. I don't care where you're at. We need you. Uh, 1-866-233-0747. 1-866-233-0747. And I appreciate the time, Tim.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you can, you can find Bradley on sonsoflibertyradio.com. Also sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, he'll be on live today, suncelebritymedia.com at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Don't miss that. And then, Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Talk to you then. See you.